Hello, this is Christopher Walken, and welcome to The Fizzle Show. <laughs> wait, wait, he's not even finished yet. In this podcast, we present ideas, rants, and rich tips to help you build a sustainable business that you can be proud of. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got a favor, and the only prescription is more Fizzle Show. Take it away, Chase. <laughs> Thank you, Josh Ship, for that one. This is uh, the Fizzle Show, conversations every entrepreneur should have, especially if you want to support yourself, build a thriving business, and not burn out. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about entrepreneurship, building a thriving audience, and the battle of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. Your hosts are, if we were BuzzFeed articles... Corbett would be 13 unexpected ways to get inspired. Chase, that's me, would be 21 ways to embrace your inner weirdo. And Barrett would be 53 lessons you learned from watching too much home and garden television. (laughs) All of those are actual BuzzFeed articles. Thank you, Zach Hayden. In this episode, we got a great question from a listener, and I did some sort of interviewing and exploring to answer it, and I just, well, maybe we'll just get right into it in this one. Eve wrote in with a question. She, she mentions progress logs. This is a practice that we have inside the Fizzle members area where Fizzlers keep track of what they've done, what's next, etc. Often they're, they're really great threads with Fizzlers chiming in with encouragement or a tip about an upcoming task mentioned or something like that. Here, I'll read Eve's question. She says, I've been writing my progress log in the Fizzle Forum every week since I joined in June last year. I was listening to another podcast where they discussed journaling as a tool for productivity. And I realized that my weekly reviews are lacking a sort of proper structure. So do you have any good, compact journaling questions to ask yourself or other ideas for a structure for a progress log? That gets you closer to where you want to be. Thanks. Love, Eve. Now, her question is specifically about the progress logs within Fizzle, but I wanted to take it sort of out of the membership area and into a broader context because I thought her question was interesting. You know, I've heard people talking about this productivity journaling. You can find articles out there. I certainly did. And they were decent, but they didn't feel substantial enough. I wanted to hear what others actually did and what results they were actually getting. So I asked around, found some names of folks who actually do it, and it turns out they were actually pumped to talk about it. Their stories in a moment. First, I want to tell you about this study from the Harvard Business School. The gist of it is this. These researchers went into a company with lots of people going through training processes. Uh, there were two groups. Group one, there was no intervention. You go through the training like normal. In group two, you spend the last 15 minutes of the working day writing the main lessons that you learned that working day in a journal. Pretty simple. And in the training process, there were already a series of tests before workers could pass into their new jobs. Group two, the reflection group, the like I'm going to write in my journal for the last 15 minutes of each day, uh, they ended up performing 23% better than group one. So taking that 15 minutes at the end of their day to reflect outpaces using those 15 minutes at the end of the day 
to keep working. The researchers, as they talked about this, they use words like greater confidence and greater competence. But the big word that they use is this this psychological word that's really important. It's called self-efficacy. Okay, and here's the definition of this. Self-efficacy is the extent or strength of one's belief in one's own ability to complete tasks and reach goals. So the researchers believe this confidence, this self-efficacy, this strength of your belief in your abilities to complete tasks and reach goals is the real secret ingredient in the better performance of the, the group two. Okay, and that reflecting in a journal at the end of the day actually nourishes somehow that self-efficacy. It bolsters it. Okay, now I want to hear uh, the, the, the meat and potatoes. This is an interesting study, and I like it because it's like, oh, look, science. <laughs> it's like science. Science supports journaling at the end of the day. But, but let's hear about what are, the, what, are, what, are, what are the stories of people who are actually doing it. Hey, man. Hey, Turkey, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm well. This is Mike Vardy from Productivityist.com. And as soon as I read Eve's question, I thought, Mike probably knows something about productivity journaling. You do some, some productivity journaling. Tell me about your process as it is right now. Okay, so basically for me when I do journaling for productivity's sake is that for me, I find that the journaling process at the end of the day, this is how I do it. I, I wrap up my day with a journal entry and I don't do it with any particular kind of format or, or formula in mind. I don't say, okay, here are the five things I did today and here are the five things I plan on doing tomorrow all the time. Yeah. I, I basically, my goal is to you know recap the day so that I make that review process at the end of the week already started. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, for example... Um, you know, when I journal, I mean, if it's, it's Wednesday and that's the day that I'm with my kids, I'll talk about the things that were awesome about that and then say, oh, and tomorrow I'm back at it again. And, and, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on and, and I need to do this and this and this, or, you know, I basically acknowledge the successes and the kind of the, the, the fall downs or the, or the roadblocks I've come across during the day. And that's kind of what I do every day. And I've been doing this now for, uh, a year and a half consistently in day one. Hmm. I even did it when I was on vacation because it was part of that routine that I've established at the end of the night. So when I journal, it kind of kicks off that whole thing where I'll look at my journal. I'll say, okay, it's time for me to do my journal entry. Then from there, I it leads me into the picking of the three tasks that I'm going to ch- tackle the next day or my three absolutes. And then when I write those down, flip them over on a sheet of paper because that's where I put them, put, close my laptop down. I start my next day I don't, I don't journal to start off my day because what I'll do to start off my day is I read a little bit. Then I flip over that sheet of paper that has my three absolutes. By the way, did you catch that? In his journaling process at the end of the day, he includes this one step where he writes down the three most important tasks for tomorrow, what he calls his three absolutes, on a piece of paper that he just kind of closes in his laptop. And it's kind of like getting that, that letter from an ancestor. Yeah. It says, you know, like, hey, this guy says that we should do this to start the next day. And the reason I trust that 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 guy, that ancestor, is because he journaled the day before. So he kind of like did an overall recap of what kind of went down or how it was feeling or whatever. And this is what you should do now to make sure that this day is as much of a success as possible. So that's kind of the process that I use. Um, and, and I find it to be simple. And because it's not rigid, 
it gets done. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think a lot of people, they, they say, okay, I want to, you know, I mean, I love the idea of the five minute journal. I think it's a great idea, but for me, it's, it, it kind of paints me too much into a box and I don't like to be in that box per se. Yeah. Uh, so for me, and I know Pat Flynn uses the five minute journal and I think it's, you know, I do love the idea of it. But for me, I want to be able to have a bit of freedom to wrap up my day because I've been working hard all day. So I want to be able to say, okay, this is what I did. This is how I felt. This is what I didn't do. And now let's get ready for the next day. And because and, every day is a lifetime. You know, that's kind of how I look at it. Every day is kind of day, a day in the life. And, and, and the next day I get to start all over getting a whole blank slate. So are there any questions that you sort of ask yourself in this uh, that you answer in every one? Yeah, I mean, I the... The question I ask myself generally are, okay, what worked today? What didn't work today? And it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, family related, personal, professional, and what's next. Did you catch that? Here, let me play those three questions again. What worked today? What didn't work today? And it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, family related, personal, professional, and what's next. Those are the three things I kind of ask. And they're very, again, they're not, they're very loose. They're, you know, they're not, you know, I don't write the questions down and then put them in uh, the answers in like some kind of, you know, short form, long form answer. Yeah. But when I write in my journal, those are the questions I have in mind. I mean, I, I want to go into this journal with some form of intention because, you know, again, if you don't have that intention there, then how do you know what to pay attention to later? So yeah. for me, it'll be like, hey, here's what happened today. Here's what sucked about today because th that happens too. <laughs> or like, hey, I didn't get this thing done or I really need to get this thing done or why am I not doing this thing? Um, kind of that self-talk. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, okay, what's next? What's tomorrow look like? One of the things that was fascinating to me about Mike's practice of this productivity journaling is that I, I heard him uh, mixing sort of business and personal family life stuff in this journal. Uh, so I asked him about that. It keeps me really grounded to make sure that I'm not just working like a maniac and not paying attention to my family. I mean, I've created these themes as well, which kind of help with that. But the fact that when I'm journaling on a Wednesday night and the majority of the stuff is family oriented, it actually kind of bleeds over into the days to follow. So, you know, like for example, um, you know, today's Thursday, I'll have like my son is home with me all day and he's like obsessed with the fact that we have Apple TV now. So he's like, and he was very modest. He comes in today and goes, daddy, can we watch Apple TV in the morning? Like, it. so those are things that kind of, they, they, they permeate their way in because the journal isn't, I, I don't want to be remind, I don't want a constant reminder. And this is again, when I go back and look at my weekly review to say, okay, all I did was work this week because the reason that I do what I do isn't to, you know, just constantly work. It's to build a better life for myself, my family, and so on. So it does inform me a lot, yeah. um, especially when I'm working and the family stuff comes into play there. You know, like when I see, you know, hey, tomorrow is Saturday and it's a family day and we're going to the board game cafe. Or today I bought four, you know, I mean, last weekend, some buddies came over and we started doing this board game night stuff about two months ago. And all of a sudden I got hooked. And then, you know, one thing that went in my journal entry Sunday night was bought four ga board games on Amazon. Can't believe how much more they are expensive here in Canada than they are in the U.S. <laughs> like, and, and, but that's going to, you know, all of a sudden I'm going to have these board games show up at the house. And, and it's, it creates this kind of path. Yeah. And, and I think that any road that you're kind of paving has to be paved with both the stuff that's, you know, allowing you to do the things you want to do. So the work and all that stuff, as well as, you know, the, the reason you're doing it, which is, you know, family or, or personal freedom or whatever. So 
when it comes to a productivity journal, I think it's important to include all aspects of your life because productivity isn't just about work or about doing a bunch of stuff. It's about you know, acknowledging when it, whether you've done the right stuff for that day, whether it's personal or professional. One of the things that Mike said that he did was he does a weekly review. This is straight out of the pages of, of David Allen's Getting Things Done, uh, where he talks about if you don't do this weekly review, your to-do list just grows weeds, and it's all unactionable, and you start to, <clears throat> inside your body, kind of resist and resent that to-do list, kind of without you even knowing about it, you're just avoiding it, <laughs> which is, I've felt that in my own life. Maybe you have too. But he talks about how these journal entries, day after day after day after day after day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So on Friday, when he does his weekly review, it's really simple. It doesn't take four hours like it can in some situations. What did I do this week? Okay, how am I doing? It's, it's here's exactly what I did. Here's how that plays in with my goals and what my current projects are. And then the other thing that he said was now that he has these weekly reviews built off of the daily reviews, every January for him, uh, that's when he does his sort of year planning, every January, the only book that he reads is his journal. For me, that, that's a big part of my process. So again, the weekly review, I look back at my journal entries and I have that triggered task that says, go ahead and do it. Monthly right now, I'm doing the same thing. Although again, I'll switch it to quarterly. And all I'll do for that is again, create a task and say, hey, it's time to look at your, you know, your, your past three months worth of, of journal entries. And then of course, in January, I just read, I read the book of Mike Barty and uh, it gives me a real sense of, okay, what do I want to make this year, this new year? my now year, I guess. One of the things I've been interested in is, is like, how do you write these things? Are you using prose? Are you, you just walking in and doing bullet points? Are you going long form? Like, today I went to the store and then I saw Kathy and we talked for like 30 minutes. It was wild. And then um, I started working on this one thing, but I didn't finish it. And then, I, like, are you writing like that or are you just doing bullet points? And so I had to hear from Mike, like, what does he do? Prose generally pros, like it's stream of consciousness kind of stuff. So, you know, and, and I mean, sometimes like when I'm listing the things that I need to do the next day, uh, I'll write bullet points for that. So here are the things I need to do tomorrow. One, two, three, four, five. And then I'll say, uh, of course, I only have to do absolutely three of these things. Yeah. So I need to figure out how. So it's kind of like that stream of consciousness stuff. And I think that that's helpful because sometimes I'll, I'll actually read out my journal entry. Sure. Yeah. Right. And, and that that's really helpful as well. Then um, like any sort of tricks with the reminder with remind, is it just a task in a sauna that pops up and you just know to do it? Or is it like a calendar event or is like, what is it? What, how do you remind yourself to do this? I've got uh, a, I've got do on my iPhone, D U E. Uh-huh. So there's certain tasks that I, that are kind of, and the reason I, I started doing this is because when I was using Todoist, I mean, one of the things I did is I put every task in there because you get points for every task completed. And I realized I've got a lot of low bandwidth routines in here that don't need to be in here. Yeah. So I use Do on my iPhone um, because it's like reminders on steroids. And it was it's the one that says start your morning routine, start your evening routine. So okay. it, it's just start evening routine. And I know instinctively that starting the evening routine is write journal entry, write down three absolutes, close laptop done for the day. Like that's what I know it is for me. That's kind of how I do it. As I create these triggers with these external apps, whether it's something like your Apple reminders, you could even do it. And obviously on Android, you can do the same thing too. Right. So Mike also talked about uh, doing this productivity journaling, even when he's on vacation, what he doesn't do, however, is write his like three absolutes down. I didn't write down my three absolutes because my three absolutes for the day would be get up, go to uh, claim, claim beach chair, go to a uh, swim up bar. Like those would have been my three absolutes, right? So for me, it was just, but the journal, 
the journal was important yeah. because it chronicled what was going on in my mind and throughout my day. So I think that that journaling is actually a really big building block for productivity and for routinization because it creates that awareness that we so many of us are not lacking, but so many of us take for granted because we have so much coming at us all the time and so much that we're putting out. So finally, I asked Mike, what's your advice for a total newbie with this whole productivity journaling thing? Kind of set it up as the beginning of a routine to end your day. I think that that's the big key thing. So kind of like Julian Smith talks about flossing and making that part of his routine, like journaling should be the, like the, the kickoff for going to bed, you know, like it wraps up your day. Uh, I think, and the other thing is don't, don't, like we were talking about, don't put too much pressure on yourself. It doesn't have to be perfect. It, it, it just has to be a process. It just has to be something that you work towards. And, and the nice thing is once you start doing this more and more, you get more and more honest. You start to say things that, you know, like I suck today or, you know, this thing that I should have done, I haven't been doing and why? Like, so you get to become more introspective. So the big thing is just, you know, make it part of your routine. If you need to put in your calendar to start things off, go ahead, like make it something that you schedule an appointment with yourself to do. But the thing is, is once you start doing it, and you start seeing these things add up. And day one's great for this because you can see the string of don't break the chain. And you'll see like an empty spot and you'll be like, oh, I got to fill that with something. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's again, make it part of that routine, kicking off your, your end of night. And then again, you know, kind of don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just do it and, and don't try to make it perfect because, you know, the pursuit of perfection is, is idiotic. I mean, what you want is excellence. And in this case, the excellence is just in the doing of it. What you want is excellence. And in this case, excellence is just in the doing of it. I love that. So here's what I'm hearing from Mike. First of all, he uses the Day One app, which is an iOS and Mac app. That is really great. If you're in those platforms, you're stoked. Don't use anything else. It's awesome. Um, but you can also use Evernote. Evernote's really easy. You can set up a whole new notebook within Evernote that's just for your journal. Okay. He also uses a do app or any sort of reminder app on his phone outside of his, of his calendar, outside of his to-do list to remind him at what point in the day to start his journaling process. Another thing that he does is he writes in long form. Today I started doing this and got distracted, but lunch with the kids was great, etc. Kind of like a stream of consciousness thing. And then don't feel a lot of pressure about making this great. Just sort of keep doing it. The excellence is in the doing of it. So I asked Mike, who else does this productivity journaling? And he said, this guy called Sean Blanc. That's my three-year-old upstairs, uh, probably banging a wooden spoon on the stairway railing. <laughs> Sean has a number of projects like toolsandtoys.net and his book, Delight is in the Details. Uh, but I know him mostly from his blog, seanblanc.net. So I was really interested to hear that that Sean does this productivity journaling thing because Sean's a guy that takes very seriously the productivity stuff and he's a he's a fellow designer type like me and I wanted to hear not only what he had learned from doing it so far but also what were some of the challenges that he faced early on with getting started with this. So tell me about your productivity journaling like how long have you been doing it? Um let me see. Let me look. You can just look and see. I mean, it's only been a couple of months. Okay. But I mean, I can look back here and go, okay, yeah, like I can, because I do it all on day one. Yeah, okay, got it. Um, so let's see here. 
I'm going to say January 30th, maybe. So about two months now. Okay, about two months. What, what's been like the hardest thing of getting started with it? Uh, it was just remembering to do it and then um, being willing to... So like here's yesterday's journal. Yeah, I, I write you know, today's progress. I re- recorded my podcast. I wrote 300 words for my focus course. I read two chapters in these books I'm reading. Like that's it. Boom, boom, boom. Took me... 60 seconds to write that yeah and so it, it took me a little while to get comfortable with you know what all i'm gonna do is just i'm just gonna make a note to myself i did something today that was what i wanted to do that was important have you found any ways to like help you remember to do that yeah so i have um so i use day one for all this stuff so on my mac you can set these reminders and so they pop up i try to be done with my day at five o'clock so at 4 55 uh like i get a pop-up reminder it's like you know time to journal or whatever and so I, I'll write in there. But a lot of times, so that kind of helps me at first. But now I'm thinking about it because as I've been going back, um, like it's just been amazing. So I'm looking back. And I, I did this at the same time. I also kind of changed my morning routine. Um, I stopped. Like I don't do email or Twitter or like any affiliate income stuff. None of that. I don't look at any stats or inboxes at all until 9 a.m. And I usually start my day at 7.30. So I've got a, like a 90-minute window put in my earphones and I have the Monument Valley soundtrack. <laughs> I love I, that. It's so, so good. Play. It's just all bam, bam, so good. Bing. It is so good for writing. So I'm like, okay, I'm writing. So I have 90 minutes and I have to either think or journal or, or write. Um, and I, I'm not checking any stats or inbox stuff. And I went from kind of like this average daily, I was writing about 500 words a day, which I like, I write for a living. So 500 words a day is not a lot. And I'm now averaging like 1750 so like just my, like the amount of work that I'm doing just skyrocketed by kind of having that initial 90 minutes set aside. And so now I'm getting so excited. I'm like, I want to write down. I did it. I, it was another day where I wrote a bunch today. And so I've been journaling like those actual stats, like how many words did I write today? And so I go through and I count them up and, you know, I, you know, by word, or I write or I use them both. And they just tell you right on the bottom, you know, this is 1200 words, this is 1700 words, whatever. Uh-huh. And so I just drop that right in. So I kind of got addicted to tracking those numbers because for me, I'm like, that means I'm doing, you know, whatever. I'm in the, the Stephen Covey quadrant two. That's the important work for me is that I'm actually writing every day for me. Like that's showing up every day. And so I like just, yeah, I did it. It's, it's whatever, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, he puts the X on the calendar. This is my way of doing that. Sean mentions this quadrant two thing briefly. I asked him to explain what he means by that. It's from this old Stephen Covey construct about urgent versus important. Here's how he put it. Even just having the revelation that there exists important work that's not urgent. That revelation number one, oh, there's something that should be done that's important, right? Like, what can I do today that's going to move me towards, you know, the body of work that I want to have in five years from now? Yeah. So that realization that there's important work that doesn't have a due date attached to it and that actually this is the most important work. And then realizing that that work is passive, so you have to act on it as opposed to waiting for it to act on you. And then if you know that, you can just focus all your energy on that because then the important and urgent things, like your kids crying, your kitchen lights on fire, those are going to come find you. So you don't have to worry about them. And then when you know what important work is, you're, you're able to draw that line in the sand. Then when something that's not important but urgent comes and finds you, like that tyranny of the urgent, you can know. I, I'm saying no to this. I'm going to get rid of it from my life. I'm going to turn this distraction off. Or I'm going to find someone else to take care of this. Or I'm just going to not acknowledge it and just say, you know, sorry, I'm not available. 
And so then you basically, you're able to draw this line of this is where I want to spend the vast majority of my time. And then you know what you can allow in and what you, what you need to shut out. One of the things you said in there was really interesting to me. Once you've identified what the imper- important work is, and I'm just kind of like wondering, like, how do we even do that? Do you have a trick for that? Well, I think you, a lot of people want to define it as, I want to define important work as a task, mm-hmm. right? Okay, what I'm, I've got, okay, here's OmniFocus, 900 things to do today. Which one of these is the most important one, right? Like it's not yeah. a task, right? A task is just simply now you're, you're walking out the, the, the action of the, the important work, but the important work is uh, like, it's your lifestyle goals, right? It's like who you are, who you want to be. Uh, it's the things that kind of like, how do you define success? Do you want your kids to love you? Uh, do you want to have good relationships? Do you want your body to be in shape? Do you want to be, you know, reasonably prosperous so that you can pay your bills and 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 have time to do meaningful work and things like that? Like, if these are the sort of the areas that contribute to, uh, you know, my baseline happiness, my, uh, you know, physical health, my mental health, my relational health, spiritual health, right? These things, like, okay, if these are the areas. Like, what am I going to do that's going to push the needle forward? Like, what are the kind of the, the rituals or the habits or the practices that I can put in place? And then what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? So for me, it's like, yeah, writing is one of my most important things because that's going to push the needle forward on my business. It's going to push the needle forward on my creative expressions, my values of, you know, helping other people, reaching out to other people, all these things, right? So writing is like, you know, that's an activity, it's a habit. But the actual task changes every single day. I'm writing about a different topic every day. So it's you, you, you value, I know the task of writing is important for me, you know, or the, the, the uh, action of writing, whatever the habit, uh, whereas the, the individual topic, it can be a bazillion different things. And that's, you know, at that point it's details, but most people are going, okay, what is the one thing I need to write about mm. today? That's going to boost my audience. It's like, oh, you're, you pull back a little bit and, you know, ask, ask a higher level question. So I asked Sean, you know, I can kind of see this scene of you doing this quadrant two kind of work, that, that, that not urgent but important work. And I asked him, what, what does that feel like? It feels, um, it feels kind of great. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of like crack it, um, because I'm just, I, I, I feel I'm doing it. Like I'm 33 years old and I finally, like I've, it's what's crazy is I quit my job four years ago. I work from home. I feel like if there's anyone in the world who has zero excuses to do what he would consider his most important work, it should be me. Like I work from home. My, my wife's a stay at home mom. I have my kids upstairs. I get to see all three meals. We have all three meals together as a family. Um, I have, I can do any, like literally I can do anything I want. It's really, really hard to actually do that, that important work. Like it's so easy to just get hooked on the Twitter and email and responding to what seems urgent or even just pacifying myself with the news feeds or the, the Twitter streams or whatever, or quote unquote, like I'm testing, I'm beta testing this new iPhone game uh, for work, you know, whatever. Right. And it's it. So I have all these reasons that I don't do meaningful work. And so it feels good to be like, I'm doing it. Like I actually am doing it. Like the circumstances, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It's just hard to do meaningful work. So the, the, the feeling of I'm actually doing it, I'm, I'm writing it here in my journal, I'm making a note of it, and I'm, like, I'm reminding myself, like, I did it. Like, I'm celebrating that victory, that quadrant two victory, whatever. It's a win for the day. Like, let's, let's celebrate it, and let's remind, I'm going to remind myself that, hey, you did it today. 
Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it again the next day. And let's try to do this every day for the next 60 years and, and see what happens. Wow. I want a little bit of that in my life. <laughs> if I got a journal to get some of that, I think, I'll, I'll, I think I might just start journaling. The urgent, important thing uh, comes up a little bit more in the conversation here. Let's get back into it. Are there any specific questions you ask yourself in the journal? No, it's just, uh, you know, what did I, what did I do today? What was, what was um, something that I, I made progress on? What was like a small victory? Um, you know, what, what is the, the general things that I consider to be important work? You know, for me, I've got a podcast I try to put out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So it's, you know, did I do that today or not? Because uh, I, I don't always hit it. And so sometimes I don't. Um, you know, did I, did I write today? Anything else that was important? Did I have, uh, you know, an idea kind of like light bulb, something clarified, like a couple dots got connected. Um, did I do some, you know, research or whatever? And it's reminding myself that like, I'm not going to write on this journal. I'm not going to say I spent 90 minutes checking Twitter this afternoon and boy, did it feel great. Like, I don't want to put that there. So when I'm feeling the, like the distraction of like, Hey, I'm going to check Twitter. It's like, no, cause I don't want to and then I'm going to not have anything to, to say that I, I made progress on today. So uh, so you just kind of are hoping that you remember at the end of the day at 4.55 all of the things that you did. I mean, do, do you ever find that like if I, I could picture myself remembering to actually journal, but then not really remembering what I had done that day? I think that it's well, because really I'm, I was like one or two things. You know, I, I showed up and I wrote this morning and I, I read a chapter in this book that I'm, I'm trying to go through and, and research from. I recorded my show. Uh, you know, I had lunch with my kids and it was fun. Like it's, I mean, of course, there's a lot more that I do. I still have a lot of the admin and the busy work for my job. Um, you know, I have a team that works for me, so I'm checking in with them. I'm responding to the email. So, it's, you know, I'm still doing other work that kind of keeps just my business moving forward. But that's like the that's the maintenance of today. It's not the like investment for like tomorrow, if that makes sense. Yeah. So those few little things that you do, like there's only you only do one or two of them in a day. Um, and, and so they're easy to remember. It sounds like you've seen a change over time. Are you you, you think you're like sort of seeing more of those quadrant two behaviors since you've started journaling? Absolutely. Just I think just by recognizing what they are and just by the fact of saying I did this today. Like that's recognizing like this was valuable because so often we it's, you know, it is the, the tyranny of the urgent stuff. Like we think if there's a deadline or it's important to somebody or it's like, you know, there's uh, emotional anxiety surrounding this task, then this must be important. And so often, you know, I mean, it's the conventional wisdom that we hear all, a million times, but it really is true. Like the most important stuff usually is very passive and we have to be active about making sure we're doing it. And so, um, I, I guess I am doing more of it because I'm recognizing it. I'm training my mind to recognize this is the important work. This is what you should be doing. Um, and it's been interesting to see just kind of how things have shifted for me. Like, and I have a blog that I've been uh, publishing for years and, uh, you know, I used to kind of really focus on making sure that I had, uh, you know, links to interesting stuff on my site, uh, every day, but I've been spending a lot of time head down reading like, you know, paperback books. I've got like, yeah, I, I texted you that, that picture. I've got like 20 yeah. of them on my desk right now that I'm, I'm going through. Um, and so I'm not, I, it, I'm no longer publishing all these interesting links. And it's just, maybe it's just a season of work that I'm in right now. But I'm like, you know what? Like I'm doing a different type of work. I'm building something for, you know, that's going to be, I think, longer lasting, have a better impact uh, and be far more valuable 
but right now it's all being done in secret. It's kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. And so, but that's okay. Like it's still the most important work. And I think it, it gives clarity to that. And it kind of helps, you know, pacify my inbox addiction, my urgency addictions and say, oh, like it's okay to do meaningful work and you celebrate it. You, you celebrate that progress. So if you could give any advice to someone out there who's similar to you, but hasn't started doing this yet, what would you say? I would say, so you got, you bookend your day at the, the beginning, you write down what's like the one thing that you want to do today that you think is super important. Um, you could go crazy and you write it out the night before actually it's even, it, that's what I prefer to do. That's so I'm really my day. That is just crazy. It's <laughs> living on the edge, right? <laughs> yeah. And so you, you write it out and you say, tomorrow, this is the most important thing that I want to get done. It's, I want to write 500 words, or I just want to write for 20 minutes straight. Even if it's one word, I sat there with a blinking cursor and I wrote for 20 minutes and I didn't do anything else. Um, or whatever your, your one thing is. So you, you bookend it, you start with identifying what's the one thing you want to do. And then at the end of the day, you basically write like, what did I do today that was important? What was a, you know, what was a small victory that I had? Maybe it was some bug in the software. You finally squashed it. You've been working on it for six months. Um, or you did, you just showed up. You said, I wanted to write 500 words and I did. Or you say, I had a meaningful conversation with my three-year-old and and I told him that I loved him or I took my wife out on a date. Like there's so many, it's far more than just work, right? Like mm. these important areas of our life are, you know, I, I, I took a break instead of checking Twitter. I, I, I took a five minute break and I just found a quiet spot and I put my phone on do not disturb. I was just silent for five minutes and kind of listened to my imagination or whatever it may be. And you just, you just celebrate it. And yeah. there you go. You do it for a couple of weeks, you get hooked on it. Sean mentions uh, the perspective here that journaling gives us. Folks like us who are, you know, our, our own business and, and an entire business just as normally one or two people. He says it's for a lot of us, our to-do list kind of never ends. And journaling can give us a, a whole new perspective on that. Well, and it gives you perspective, right? It, it says that because we need we do like we the never ending to do list i think for you know chase guys like you guys like me the the folks that are listening to the show like we never have a to-do list that finishes because we're always iterating on what's the next thing okay i got version one done now I'm, well now i'm working on version two right yeah. like it just never stops and so it's this it's this journey as opposed to trying to get to a specific you know fixed point of success rather it's just going hey i just want to do my best creative work Every single day, like that's yeah. that's the that's the goal is to just show up every day, have fun, and and really enjoy the journey. And it's so easy to just get ripped out of that and say, no, like I'm going to define happiness as attaining this goal, or I'm going to define happiness as you know completing my to do list or getting to inbox zero. And like these these targets, they're always moving. You can't hit them. You're never going to find them. And so you 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 step back and like the little journaling stuff, like the the progress, uh, you know, Teresa Amabile, she calls it the progress principle, that when you are recognizing that you're making, you know, small, meaningful progress on meaningful work, like it just boosts your creativity, it boosts your motivation, it makes you happier, you know, and all those things. It's like, oh, you know what? Today's not about checking off the to-do list. It's not about, uh, I can't clock out until I'm done. It's about, hey, you know, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to just try to do one really important thing and then keep everything else you know, from, from, you know, burning up, whatever, put out the fires, but really try to just do one meaningful thing that's going to mm. progress me a little bit more for tomorrow. That's going to set me up for the next day. That's going to set me up for the next day. Then you do get to ship version one. And it's awesome. You celebrate it, but it's just, it's like a mile marker in the journey. It's not the, it's not the end goal, if that makes sense. Okay. So what I'm hearing from Sean has been understanding the difference between urgent versus important and how journaling helps him 
kind of stay towards the important instead of the, the urgent. Uh, the apps that he uses, he uses day one and uh, has a reminder in his calendar for uh, his to start his evening routine, just like Mike. Um, the only questions he asks himself, what went well? What could have gone better? And another thing is he really did talk a lot about the personal life stuff. Too. I like the way that both these guys talk about that. And I, even, I mean, it's so funny that she, that Sean's son was was banging on the banister at the beginning of our call because it really speaks to the kinds of lives these guys want to lead. The way that that Mike says it's not just what we're doing; it's it's, it's what we're doing it for. I was reading through the research paper for that Harvard Business Review study that I mentioned earlier. By the way, I'll put that in the show notes. Here's some tidbits from from that study. Between the years 1973 and 2000, the average American worker added an additional 199 hours to his or her annual schedule. That's nearly five additional weeks of work per year, assuming a 40-hour work week. Between 1969 and the year 2000, the overall index of labor productivity per hour increased about 80%. I don't know what that means, but that sounds like a pretty big increase. They also say productivity and time efficiency have become significant concerns in the modern Western societies, with time being perceived as the ultimate scarcity, a valuable resource to guard and protect. You know, this journaling stuff is really, really simple. It takes Sean just a few minutes to say, here's what I did today. Here's what to do tomorrow. And Mike sort of seems like he's almost kind of fallen in love with this little process of his where he kind of gets to relive what happened today. And when I first heard about this productivity journaling, I, I'll be honest, I absolutely rolled my eyes. Like, who? yeah, cool, let's add another thing, another thing to my day. That's great. Who has time for just one more thing? But after reading the research and then talking to these guys, I think it's becoming pretty clear why this simple task of journaling can be so powerful. Here's here's how Mike Vardy put it. When it comes to a productivity journal, I think it's important to include all aspects of your life because productivity isn't just about work or about doing a bunch of stuff. It's about, you know, acknowledging when it, whether you've done the right stuff for that day, whether it's personal or professional. And here is how Sean Blanc put it. You know, I mean, it's the conventional wisdom that we hear all, a million times, but it really is true. Like the most important stuff usually is very passive and we have to be active about making sure we're doing it. And so um, I, I guess I am doing more of it because I'm recognizing it. I'm training my mind to recognize this is the important work. This is what you should be doing. The most important work is passive. It won't come find you. You have to go find it. When you compare how valuable our time is to the number of distractions we have available today, when you take your hopeful idea, your chance at creating your own business and actually succeeding, and you compare that to the amount of companies and people and desires competing for your attention in your email inbox or in your Facebook feed or on your to-do list, when you take all that you dream of doing, how delicate those dreams actually are, how easily shoved around by this urgent need over here and the fire that needs to be put out over there, it's a wonder any of us get anything truly important done. And in the massive noise and movement of the modern world, journaling is like a secret weapon where you can go into yourself and be still enough to ask, am I doing it? I'm doing it. Like I'm 33 years old and I've finally, like I've, 
I'm doing it. Like I actually am doing it. Like the circumstances, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It's just hard to do meaningful work. Today's show brought to you by Fizzle.co, the community of entrepreneurs that won't let you quit. Get in for a dollar and see if you don't learn something great from the latest course on making shareable images for social media and blog posts. I, I dare you not to learn something from that course. I made it. Show notes and links for this episode at fizzleshow.co slash 99. It's where you find that study and all the other little tidbits. Also, hey, our goal here is to help you build a livelihood that you're truly proud of. If you leave us an iTunes review, it can help other entrepreneurs find the show. And it doesn't cost you much. It means the world to us because it helps others find it. Simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. You know, I've actually started this journaling and a little trick I've started doing, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's what I'm doing, is uh, to put the things that I'm going to write about in the journal post in the headline itself, just one after the other, just blah, 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 blah. And then in the actual, in the actual writing, I can kind of look, okay, what was I going to write about? Oh yeah, that, that, that. And just for the sake of the argument, here's my most recent journal title. Don, Betsy, journaling, interviews, run, sex. I'm guessing that adds a little insight into not just what I do, but why I do it. I'm not exactly sure how, though. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.